0: Kids, welcome back to another episode of the Gosford PC Kids Cast. This is Ash.
1: And this is James. It is awesome to be here with you guys.
0: Were you sleeping there? <laughs> we were a bit delayed then. No.
1: no, that that was that was a glitch. I did not I was not delayed at all.
0: <laughs> Kids, we're still doing this over Zoom, so sometimes sometimes the, the technical difficulties interfere with our, our professionalism.
1: <laughs> Which is very high.
0: Extremely high so on last week's episode um we had kirsty as our special guest and um we kind of put it out to you guys on the facebook group to guess who the special guest was and audrey brodick got it first time with our hints about kirsty's hair so well done audrey and james i got to have a zoom meeting with kirsty yesterday and i got to see what her hair color was do you want to have a guess
1: uh, I, look, I, I, I feel like, Kirsty leans towards the bright pastel, so I'm gonna guess pink.
0: I'm sorry, that's the wrong answer. <laughs> uh, it is. It's a very light blue at the moment. I think it's obviously a little faded because she hasn't been able to get to the hairdresser. So she was very, she was very embarrassed that, of the lack of color. But it's almost like a, mer- I like I would call it like a mermaid blue.
1: Mermaid blue. Yeah, it's like oh, really light, so blues, so soft. I- There's like three blues that I know, sky, navy, and dark, that's it, that's
0: all I got. So we've got a really exciting episode today, we are finishing up um, reading through chapter four of the Gospel of Luke, and in today's story, Jesus is healing um, people's physical illnesses and also casting out some demons as well, and so I thought it'd be a good way to start the show, James, by um, just asking you what your worst experience has been of being sick
1: my worst experience Mm. wow okay
0: the one that's like
1: really traumatic Uh, I'm I'm trying to think now I mean I've had injuries I've had illnesses so I'll narrow it down to uh, illnesses I mean I I can definitely remember having uh, gastro in Malaysia from eating a hot dog there which was just a dumb decision like this is a country (laughs) which doesn't really specialize in pork no I went to a fast food you know Place, I had the hot dog. And as soon as I got sick the next day, I knew exactly what it was. And I was just lying on the ground, just thinking, why was I so, so dumb? And so that one, that one jumps out, actually. What about you?
0: Um, yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I've had quite a few things, so it's hard to pick. But I remember um, I had like a, I guess it would be influenza when I was in year 11. And it was one of those sicknesses that just went on for months. Like I remember having almost two weeks off of school and I was, you know, vomiting and you know, the shakes and everything. And I finally was like, I just have to get back to school. Like I was in my senior year and I was very motivated. And I remember walking into my first class and the teacher just looked at me and he was like, go home. He's like, get out of here. (laughs) I I don't want you in my classroom. You're disgusting. (laughs) And then it was like another two weeks before I could get back to school and I just remember for months afterwards just feeling so run down even though I looked a lot better, just inside I was just a mess.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's better. You know, they talk about guys getting the man flu and I've I've always been a little sceptical on that because I've never had the flu that bad but at the same time I don't want to get like cocky about it because I don't want the Lord to humble me by giving me a really bad case or something like that, so... (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm sorry to hear that you were sick. That sounds horrible. Yeah.
0: (laughs) All righty, let's get stuck into the show. All
1: right, guys, it is time for our next installment in looking at the book of Luke. And today we are looking at Luke chapter four, verses 31 to 44. And as as Ash mentioned, we are going to see some healing going on and also some casting out of demons jesus is going to get his groove on showing us some of the amazing powers and miracles uh that he came to show to us so that we could understand that he is who he said that he is and that is the son of god so i i I love this i I love it when we get to these sections in the gospels it always gets fun there's lots of uh cool stuff going on Uh, ash what can the kids be doing while we're listening to our story today
0: I think it'd be a really good idea for the kids to draw some pictures of what's happening in the story. Like James said, there's some awesome things happening. So I think you can get really creative with this. So um, think about drawing Jesus, casting out demons or Jesus healing the sick. And um, remember, you can always put photos of your pictures on the Facebook parents group for us. We would love to see them. So I'm going to start off reading, and then James will finish off the passage. So let's get started on Luke chapter 4, verses 31 to 44 in the CEV. Jesus went to the town of Capernaum in Galilee, and taught the people on the Sabbath. His teaching amazed them because he spoke with power. There in the Jewish meeting place was a man with an evil spirit. He yelled out, Hey, Jesus of Nazareth, what do you want with us? Are you here to get rid of us? I know who you are. You are God's holy one. Jesus ordered the evil spirit to be quiet and come out. The demon threw the man to the ground in front of everyone and left without harming him. They were all amazed and kept saying to each other, What kind of teaching is this? He has power to order evil spirits out of people. News about Jesus spread all over that part of the country.
1: From verse 38. Jesus left the meeting place and went to Simon's home. When Jesus got there, he was told that Simon's mother-in-law was sick with a high fever. So Jesus went over to her and ordered the fever to go away. Right then, she was able to get up and serve them a meal. After the sun had set, people with all kinds of diseases were brought to Jesus. He put his hands on each one of them and healed them. Demons went out of many people and shouted, You are the Son of God! But Jesus ordered the demons not to speak, because they knew he was the Messiah. The next morning, Jesus went out to a place where he could be alone, and crowds came looking for him. When they found him, him, they tried to stop him from leaving. But Jesus said, People in other towns must hear the good news about God's kingdom. That's why I was sent. So we kept on preaching in the Jewish meeting places in Judea.
0: What an All awesome right. passage.
1: It's so cool. I love it. It's just I always think about Jesus facing these demons down and just, just cleaning house. Just opening up a, a six-pack of kicking butt on them and it, it's great. <laughs> I always love it. So uh, what do you get from it? Yeah, so it always strikes me how uh, Luke tells us about Jesus in his hometown and he reads that uh, section from the book of Isaiah that we heard about last week where he says that uh, the Lord has sent me to announce freedom for prisoners, to give sight to the blind, Mm -hmm. to free everyone who suffers. And then the next couple of little stories that we, we get are about Jesus ending suffering for people. So here's Jesus casting demons out of people who had been torturing them. Here's Jesus healing people who had been sick. And so it's like this immediate confirmation that when Jesus said that uh, this prophecy is fulfilled before them, he wasn't just speaking words. He wasn't, uh, you know, faking it or something like that. He really did have the power that the promised one uh, would have. And we just get this awesome insight into uh, what that looks like right here. So that that's the thing that jumps out to me straight away. What about you?
0: Yeah, that's a great point. Um, I want to talk about the demons in this passage. And I think it's so interesting that twice in this passage, the demons acknowledge Jesus for who he is. So they say once Mm. um, that God, uh, Jesus is God's holy one. And also that he's the son of God. And Jesus's response almost confused me at first, because you would think that even the evil spirits pointing to him as the savior would be a really great thing. And Jesus, Jesus would be like, thanks guys. Like, yes, that, that is who I am.
1: But yeah, he... what up? This is the Son of God, you yeah. know? Buy the t shirts. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, you'd think he would just own it. But in both instances, he almost does the opposite, right? He commands the demons to be silent. And I guess we see in all different sections of the gospel that um, when Jesus is doing his ministry, that um he actually commands a lot of people to not reveal who he is um so that he says it to the disciples he says it to some people that he heals along the way and all of this is because jesus had a very clear timeline for how his ministry was going to work and all the events that are going to lead up to him dying on the cross for our sins and so um it's really interesting that he actually yes, says to these demons no don't reveal who i am because it's not yet time
1: Yeah, that's right, because there's this big sense in which uh, Jesus is not letting any of this stuff happen to him by accident. We know that uh, Jesus at the end of the gospel is going to die on the cross and he's going to pay the price for our sins. But none of that caught him by surprise, including uh, the timing of when that was all going to happen. So the demons being like, we know who you are. But Jesus being like, you know what, that's cool, but I've got my plans and we're going to uh, have this all play out the way that the Father and I have intended for it to to be. It it sort of shows you just how in control of everything Jesus is about what's happening with him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just, it's really cool to see that... um that jesus had the plan all the way through and that you know not everyone else was let in on that but that um ultimately he had his way there's plenty of opportunities that people had to kind of um interrupt his timeline but jesus was in control
1: yeah, it's a little bit how your cats like to try and interrupt our podcast, but you just push yeah. on. You put your own <laughs> timing. You stick with it. Uh, it it's great. <laughs> yeah, I do
0: apologize if anyone can hear the kitten crying in the background. She's chasing a bug around my room, and it's too high for her to reach. So,
1: well, I was going to say we're going to get her insights into the passage a little bit later on. She's just excited. So,
0: oh yeah, she's just filled with the Holy Spirit right now. That's that's what those noises are. <laughs> <laughs> It's now time for today's special guest and Sparks, kids, I think you might have an idea of who this is. I'll give you a little hint. It is one of your new leaders that you had at the start of the year. So James, do you have any ideas who this might be?
1: Do I have an idea, Ash? Ash, this is my job to oversee kids, church, youth, like this, this is what I do. Of course, I know who it is, but, but. But maybe you should tell us just uh, so we make sure you know who, who it is.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm sure that's why. That's why you want me to tell you. So, today's special guest.
1: You guys can't see this right now, but Ash is actually just on the move. She's trying to escape from her cats. We're going to hear have our special guest introduced in just a moment. After uh, I've got a tour of Ash's house. Here she goes. She's on her couch. Ash, tell us, who is the special guest this week?
0: today 's special guest is Meg, and Meg has been doing an awesome job um, helping out at church. She leads in kids' church and she 's also a member of the band and she is the cool chick that you get to see on the trumpet sometimes, so we are very thankful for the awesome vibe that she adds to our morning services and uh, yeah, really
2: excited to have her on the show today, so thanks, Meg. Hey guys, it's Meg coming to you live from my house. I hope you guys are all doing really, really well and are so excited for things to start getting back to normal, like being able to see your friends and family again and heading back to school. I know for me, I'm so excited to go back to uni and see my friends, as well as start getting back into some of the research work that I was doing before this isolation. Now, something that's been happening for me and my family over the ISO period is we actually got a new puppy. Her name is Scout and she is a beautiful border collie. She's so full of energy. She is so happy and playful and a little bit crazy, but we definitely love hanging out with her and taking her for loads of walks. But one thing Scout has started to do is she started to want to become friends with our cat, Bella. Now, Bella is less open-minded about this friendship thing, but Scout tries everything to become friends with her. She'll try and play with her. She'll chase her around the house. She even tries to get in Bella's cat bed with her, but that doesn't necessarily work out for both of them. So after you guys have finished listening to this podcast, I'd recommend you go and check out the Colin Buchanan song, The Lord is King. It's one of my favourite songs of his, and it talks about that even though the world around us might seem broken and there's a lot of sin, the Lord is still king and he's going to look after everything, every single thing. I find this song really encouraging when I'm really sad and look at the world around us, or even when I just need to be comforted that God has got me and he's got a perfect plan for me. So I'd recommend you guys go and check it out, learn the words, sing along. And I look forward with so much excitement for when we can all see each other again soon.
1: Awesome. Thank you, Meg. We so appreciate that. Uh, it is great to have you here with us on the show and get to speak to the kids. I'm, I'm just stoked. The kids, you might not know this, but Meg is in my growth group. Uh, Ash is in my growth group. We got so many talented people. It's exciting. We, we could just pack full our special guests with uh, people from our growth group and we'd just dominate. It'd be awesome.
0: And Lachlan's in our growth group too. we got Surfer Steve and, and Boogie Boarder Brad and uh, narrator Nigel. So plenty so to choose from. So much
1: Baza, in our Baza's group. in
0: our group too.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Okay. So kids, it is time for another one of your awesome questions. As always, I'm super excited about this. And I believe uh, that we have a question from somebody we haven't had on before. Is that right? Has this person got to ask a question yet?
0: No, this is someone who's been listening for a while and I have heard is a massive fan of the show, can barely sleep because she's so excited listening to the show. So, Oh, that's
1: right. We, we did give her a shout out last week, but this is the first time that she's got to uh, ask a question herself. That's right.
0: That's it. So um, today's question comes from the lovely Aurora. Thank you so much for sending us lots and lots of questions. There were so many to choose from. So we've just picked one today to answer. So hopefully this will um, be helpful for you. Let's listen to Aurora's question. Why does Jesus die on the cross? I know he died to take our sins away, but why? But I mean... How does it take our sins away?
1: I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm actually stunned that Aurora, who is four years old, is asking a question of such depth and wonder. I mean, I don't feel like I really fully got a handle on this until like my third year of Bible college or something like that. So Aurora, you are thinking deep thoughts, and that is wonderful for us to reflect on God and all that he has done for us. And so I'm super proud of you and super excited to get to answer this question. So the question is, how does Jesus' death on the cross take our sins away? And we've got to think about this as not just Jesus dying on the cross. That was a super important part of the whole thing. So when Jesus died on the cross, what he did was he paid the price for our sins. The Bible teaches us that we've all sinned. And we've all fallen short of the glory of God and that the penalty for sin is death. And what Jesus does is because he loves us, he came into this world in order to take our place. He said, I love you and I know that you can't pay this price, but I can do it for you and still rise from the dead. So Jesus acts as our substitute. He takes our place and dies on the cross so that we don't have to pay the penalty for our own sins. That's the first part, okay? But as far as taking our sins away, what happens is when we believe in Jesus, then the Bible teaches us that we are actually joined to him. And it's almost as though we died with Jesus and then we rose from the dead with Jesus too, so that the penalty for our sins is paid and so that we can now live with God forever because Jesus defeated death. But it's not quite right to say that our sins were taken away. At least that's not the full picture of everything that happens. Our sins are still our sins, but what Jesus has done is he has paid the price so that we don't have to pay the penalty for it. And when we believe in Jesus, we're joined to Jesus. And that means that his death counts for us and that his return from the dead counts for us. And now we can be completely confident that as long as we are believing and trusting in him, then we will live with God forever. All right. So, Roar, that is a great question. Ash, is there anything anything else you want to add on to that one or ask any more questions about it?
0: Not really. I think you, you did a pretty good job. The only thing I would say is the reason that it, it has to be Jesus and the reason that he can do that is because he's perfect and he's fully God and fully man, which is probably a question for another week. But, um, the, yeah, it, it couldn't be just any old ordinary human being that took the place for us on, on the cross. It had to be someone who was perfect, who had never sinned, um, and to, yeah, to be a perfect sacrifice
1: for us. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Ash has just stated something that was perfectly figured out at the Council of Carthage uh, in like four twenty five uh, AD. So well, well done, <laughs> Ash, on your theological history. That was that was awesome. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And that wraps up another episode of the Gosford PC Kids Cast. Thank you so much for tuning in today, guys. We have absolutely loved doing this podcast and are hoping to do a couple more before we go back to church in person. And so if you have any more questions that you would like to ask us, you can do so by clicking the link in the show notes to record your question. Or you can record it on the Voice Memo app on your parents' phone and they can send it to us through email or through Facebook
1: yep we would love to hear from you guys uh, as always uh, questions comments whatever it is uh, we' just we're here to serve you guys and bless you in whichever way we can uh, and so we'd love to hear from you. How about I pray and uh, we'll get uh, we'll get out of here today. Lord, thank you so much uh, that as Aurora's question has reminded us that you died on the cross uh, to pay the price for our sins so that we don't have to pay the penalty uh, that our sins deserve. Thank you that even we, even though we have sinned, uh, you forgive us because of Jesus and his death on the cross and his resurrection from the dead uh, through our faith in him. We pray, Father, that we will be trusting him always and we pray, Father, that we would believe the Bible when it tells us about his miracles and the amazing things that he did that reveal to us that he really is your son. And we think especially about the fact that because he died and rose again from the grave, We know that he is who he says that he is and that we can trust him always. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Thanks, kids. Looking forward to another episode next week. We'll see you then. Bye.
1: Bye.